Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You'll also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Guru Prasad Krishnan, my PM Power colleague, features in this episode of the Software People Stories. Guru narrates the story of his career that started with a love for programming and how he got recognized for his work. He then shares how he transitioned into different roles of a manager and a coach and being inspired by some really great mentors with whom he had an opportunity to work with. He also believes that he has truly found his ikigai. Let's listen to how that came to be. Hi Guru, a very warm welcome to you to the Software People Stories podcast. I'm looking forward to this conversation with yet another PM Power colleague. A very warm welcome to you. Thanks Chitra. Thanks for uh, providing this platform for me to talk about myself. <laughs> I also hope that you know this is going to be a really engaging session. It it really helps to go back, reflect and talk about my own story so thanks for providing that platform welcome guru so we usually ask our guests to introduce themselves to all our listeners how would you like to introduce yourself my name is guru prasad people generally call me guru i've been with it for about 20 years now in fact more than 20 years have played various roles started as a, a software developer then moved on to management and leadership responsibilities since last 7 or 8 years i have been with coaching and consulting and i somehow believe that you know that's a, that's like my ikigai i get a sense that i was born to coach and consult that way i'm in a really good spot good place outside the work i'm married and have two daughters been born and brought up in bangalore haven't worked much outside bangalore except for one and a half years uh, in singapore out and out south bangalorean i can say that's nice guru thank you i'm certainly going to ask you a few questions on why and how you discovered coaching to be your ikigai but mm-hmm. before we get there how did your journey into the world of technology and software begin i was always interested in computers when i say always i mean even when i joined uh, for my engineering for some reason uh, yeah i i studied mechanical engineering so for the four uh, years I, i studied something and after that as a career i pursued something totally different i know that i'm not unique in that because that was also the time when um, software industry was just coming up and uh, i should say you know it was considered as one of the all my parents used to say that you know this my colleague son is working in tcs another colleague son is in uh, wipro infosys you know these were the three companies that i used to hear a lot about so i i don't know if that was something that was always back at at my head or for whatever reasons right so software even developing software somehow attracted me it appealed to me right so even when i took mechanical engineering i was not so good in in mechanical you know that was also the uh, kind of place you know where i was discover- discovering you know what is it that i was good at 
there was maths there was logic we also studied fortran as part of our first year engineering studies i excelled in it i think you know that sort of gave me a hint that you know programming is the way to go and also the fact that i was not so my aptitude was not so great with uh, mechanical engineering i thought this is this is where i am going to go and a lot of my friends after engineering also started pursued it so i think you know that that just fell in place and then i pursued it as well so i did my courses unix and c was hot during those days i joined the course and i was pretty good and i did realize that i was i was damn good at programming and this is where i want to be and i think you know that actually helped me to get to the doors of it industry i believe so once you mm. discovered that you were really good at programming how did your career take off from there on what from your work as a developer would you like to share in terms of uh, some of the experiences that you had and what were some of the takeaways from your life as a developer so when i just joined as a fresher right uh, in in one of my first organizations i wasn't given serious work uh, there were there were two things that was happening parallelly i started my work uh, as a c developer on embedded platforms you know you see these um, pos point of sale uh, devices you know where you swipe your credit card uh, debit card you know so we were developing applications on that i was developing on a pos that was not meant to go for production you know it was more like you know since i was a fresher uh, there were other people who were deployed into you know getting into production and both the developments were happening parallelly uh, after 3 to 4 months you know people started to realize that the development on this non production box was happening so well and they were pleasantly surprised that you know i had done a really great job so that's when you know people took notice of you know oh we never considered this guy seriously but then this guy is doing a seriously good job and then i was moved to the uh, production point of sale machine i think that's a very vivid memory that i have and then after that i think you know it was like guru is quite reliable and then you know he can do the job that label of fresher had gone out of my face you know people used to consider me seriously after seeing that work that i had done so i think that's something that comes to my mind immediately you know at least for the first 2 to 3 years you know that kind of set me off very well and uh, it helped me to really help me to develop a niche on developing the software on smart cards and point of sale devices you know that that's something that i can't forget you know it really helped me to kind of set the stage for the next 5 years of uh, of my software development career i should say thanks guru thank you what would you say were some of the defining moments in your next 5 years as a software developer in terms of let's say practices or customer interactions or development issues that taught you some lessons that you could carry forward with you later in your career i think you know it's it's that fifth year when i was in singapore right while that was also a defining moment in a way which i'll come to later there were a lot of lessons for me there uh, because you know i worked very close to the customer there before that the customer was pretty far you know the first 2 3 years at least you know it was like a product development and you know i was not talking to the customer or or a potential customer so it was all about you know how do i do this you know given the requirements how best or what best can i really do you know make sure that there are no bugs and develop whatever is required and it was almost all to myself and probably talking to a few of my colleagues 
that too very rarely whereas you know this uh, experience of being in singapore and uh, working in the customer environment and also the fact that i had to talk to the back end people the server people with whom my software had to work with integrate with you know these kind of posed a lot of challenges number one that was singapore so it was culturally very different i didn't understand all these things at that point of time of course i knew that you know it was culturally different but i didn't know how that was really going to impact me or my work the fact that you know i had to talk to a few more people also kind of posed a bit of a ch- challenge uh, in the sense that you know that's not something that i was used to in my workplace i vividly remember a day you know where i was supposed to deliver something i could not right and then there was a huge issue and escalation because of that you know it took a day or couple of days for me to really come back uh, from that situation and then see you know what really happened uh, finally in couple of days you know i was able to resolve the issue because i was stuck with a technical issue uh, there was hardly anybody to help me with even within the company i i just kept telling my manager that you know it's going to because somehow for me it was like you know it was that one small moment you know somewhere i have to debug it and then once i debug it's going to be resolved whereas for my manager he had multiple stakeholders whom he had committed his timelines with you know and i didn't really understand all that complete ecosystem so for me it was just about completing that job and letting him know that no 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 it's just a small thing and i should be able to do it by tomorrow but i realized that you know that tomorrow came and then i was not able to do it and and a good thing was that you know i worked over a weekend or you know he asked for extra time with his customer you know he had a bad experience i somehow worked for next 3 4 days continuously just to debug this finally released it then it you no know, it was all appreciated it went on well and all that stuff but what this really taught me was keeping all the stakeholders to let them know about you know what's really happening and also asking for help you know that's something which i was not used to at all at that point of time i i was not even a team i was just a one person who was working on this point of sale device and then working with the back end team to integrate the code and stuff like that but it was all completely dependent on me i still believe that you know i could have raised the alarm and then said that you know i'm facing this this issue and then uh, i don't know how to solve maybe i would have got some help from somewhere so i think you know that's something which i learned also integrating with that kind of a culture right you know in the sense i was not used to people really standing behind my back and then looking at what i am doing but because of that experience you know my manager start started you know being behind me and all that so time pressure the pressure of delivering something you know having higher stakes now these were all the things you know which i kind of learned uh, these were the lessons that 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 experience taught nice guru very nice i'm sure yeah. uh, a lot of these have sort of come to help you in your coaching experiences or further experiences maybe we can talk about that a little later you know one thing that you said struck me where you said that you were a one person team so one of the lessons that you learned was to ask for help and mm-hmm. when you transitioned into the role of a manager uh, mm-hmm. you know managing a team of people how mm-hmm. was that transition like for you moving mm-hmm. from somebody who has you know done something by himself to getting mm-hmm. other people to do what is necessary how was that transition uh, like good question actually i think you know some of the things that i had noted for myself 
at least you know and let me say you know there are two three things that are important here you know before i took up the leadership role this experience of working under several managers had also taught me you know what are the good things to do when it comes to leading or managing a team and what are the things that i should avoid it sort of gave me a gave me an idea about you know how i should grow myself as a leader and so that's one thing and the second thing that also helped is agile before i took up the leadership and management position we had started the agile transformation uh, that uh, that was my first experience in 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 uh, agile so our project was picked and i had just started leading the team at that point of time in fact i was playing the role of a scrum master and i didn't know what that scrum master was at that point of time the consultant who had come in you know he worked with us very closely and i looked up to him and that's also the reason i think i became an agile coach because is one of the really good agile coaches uh, that i worked with this whole theory behind agile you know where you give a lot of space to people trust them and then get the best out of them work with them very closely empathize with them listen to them now these things were not something that i had experienced with my managers whereas when i heard these things i thought you know it really made a lot of sense it kind of resonated with me so well that you know when i when i when i heard those and then when i wanted to grow myself as a leader you know these things became very concrete in my head that you know this is how i want to be as a leader i think you know that helped me a lot in um, uh, taking up and then execute uh, taking up the leadership position and also executing it and then working with people you know what is it that i need to really take care of right i should say that helped me a lot you know just to sum it up seeing the patterns of you know how my managers behaved what is it that they were good at and what is it that they were not good at and also the whole uh, theory behind agile about you know how you trust people helped me shape my thoughts on leadership a lot so early on in the conversation you had said that you discovered that you loved programming and that you were really good at it during this transition to a scrum master role as well as later into management how did you feel you know leaving aside your hardcore technical skills and transitioning to more softer skills were there any uncertainties on your part or did you feel a sense of doubt or did you feel that hey this is a technical skill i do want to hold on to this as well or did you sort of wholeheartedly welcome the whole transition to a management role yeah thanks for asking this question because no i didn't like it at all i just didn't like the fact that you know i had to change my role given a choice i just wanted to stay technical somehow you know that gave me a lot of freedom number one and uh, i didn't want to get into the managers or leads shoes at all i didn't want the headache of getting things done from people and all that stuff my initial reaction and you know as they say in that change right you know i was i i really didn't like it you know it was a big change for me but i guess i had reached a point where i had no choice in the sense that i and i think you know this typically happens with a lot of people in the indian it industry right you know i have often spoken about it to a lot of people with a lot of people that you know if you have to grow or if you have to move up especially in the indian service industry because that's where i was 
you have to take up a leadership position you know there is just not enough things for you to do to continue technically uh, there were not just enough opportunities so ultimately it became uh, it came to a point where i had no choice so the message was very clear if you want to grow guru if you want to move up the only way is to take up the leadership position so quite reluctantly i took that up and i didn't know that i am going to enjoy this so much i thought i am going to just do programming and uh, that's it and i have seen in lot of western countries you know that's how it is you know i have seen like i said in singapore where uh, i was working with a lot of people there were two germans you know who were like 50 plus and they were programmers so i knew in other econo- economies you know it was all possible but somehow in, in india it was very difficult so reluctantly i just took it up slowly started realizing that this this needs a lot more skill but at the same time i had it you know it was not like i did not have it in me eventually i started liking it a lot and i should thank agile for that right you know because that sort of gave me a direction if it was the same traditional way of managing people then probably i wouldn't have liked it the fact that you know we were moving into agile and i i love the whole you know management theory of agile so i think you know, that kind of helped me to you know start liking the job as well and then i you know as i started doing it of course it was challenging you know it was not so easy i had to deal with all sorts of people with different personalities but eventually you know that's that's what was the learning if it was all straight forward then i wouldn't have learned i wouldn't have grown and i wouldn't have become a coach you know which is heavily people oriented i think you know i started enjoying after certain period of time that sounds like a interesting transition and especially when you mentioned agile way of management i am certainly seeing a future conversation in that guru and and i must also add one more thing right when i joined ibm right and when i started taking up uh, you know a stronger management role with with lot of stakeholders and lots at stakes the manager that i got at that time was wonderful i think you know that really helped me to you know further my management career because you know if i had a bad manager at that time who wouldn't support you or who's not your role model then probably i didn't know what i would have done i would have probably gone back or i i, I just can't predict at this point of time but the fact that i got an excellent manager uh, not only was he very supportive of me and probably he was a very he was one of the best people managers that i have worked with but also the fact that he was a very good role model you know you could learn a lot just by seeing him just by the way you know he used to manage things complexities how he worked with people and how he worked with clients and challenging partners on the other shore so i could see a lot from him and then uh, learn and the fact that he was there with me for the next 3 years of my management career also how do i say gave me the belief that you know i can continue this and then you know i i kept getting good strokes or good appreciation for all the work that i have done or i was doing at that point of time so it kind of helped me to you know keep going with that it's wonderful when you have good mentors bosses and people who you know sort of inspire you to take a particular path in your career very nice to hear about that guru thank you i was so- lucky <laughs> <laughs> when did you decide that you know you wanted to move from a management role into that of a coach uh, what prompted that so i think I, i i just gave you a hint that you know when i saw this coach who was working with me i had kind of uh, you know started dreaming about you know what my career should be like you know he was a very good coach 
I would say he was he was very good at what he was doing, and I somehow started developing that ambition within me that you know I need I want to be in this agile space number one, and I want to be a consultant and a coach like him. It was more of a consultant, you know. At that point of time, I didn't know the difference between a consultant and a coach. So he came in as a consultant, and I wanted to be an agile consultant. However, you know, I didn't get the right opportunity to be an agile consultant at that point of time, and then I went and joined IBM. where it was all traditional management but I, i got to learn a lot you know being another manager that i told you so when i made this transition it was also a different company i had joined uh, for the first time you know i had joined a non service organization when i joined this organization i joined this as an organization as a manager itself but because something did not work out and then the project did not come they had a role of a coach or a consultant for me and then my manager just wanted to check with me if i want to see go ahead and then do that because you know it's taking time you know that is the work coming uh, the work was not coming from onshore to offshore you know it was taking a lot of time and then you know i was almost idle for couple of months or so so he just wanted me to try it out and then see you know if it really works out and then when i heard of this opportunity and then when i started speaking to people about this consulting especially my first interview when when i was interviewed for that role i knew that i am not going to come back to management again because this was something that i wanted to do for a long time i never had an opportunity to do that and now that i got that opportunity i knew that you know i wanted to stick with it learn and then thrive in this new dream job that i wanted to do for a long time yeah and that's how it happened and and the transition probably was the easiest one and the most enjoyable one i must say and because i had the natural inclination to become a coach and a consultant i started being uh, the lean consultant you know that was how i started my lean uh, rather you know the consulting and coaching journey i loved the whole toyota way of management and it was fantastic so so the transition was quite natural people seem to appreciate my work a lot and then you know that's why i said that you know i probably found my ikigai because you know that's where i wanted to be and uh, that's what i enjoy doing and that's how i am today right you know since then to now i still enjoy my job as a coach comma consultant the challenges that it brings the people that i'm going to work with all of these still uh, make me feel rejuvenated good positive I I just enjoy this job. That sounds so positive guru. Looks like you've really found your ikigai with passion, yeah. mission, profession and vocation. So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> nice nice to hear someone talk about it and especially someone who's in the role of a coach. You've been a coach for a few years now and yes. what have you seen happen? You know what would you like to share as defining coaching moments for yourself both as a coach and as an individual i think as a coach you know the defining moment was my first year as a coach itself i think the kind of success that i found with coaching see we all know that you know coaching is a, is a sort of a change profession right and it's not easy to get the change or it's not easy to uh, make the change happen but the fact that i was able to do it in my first year of coaching engagement i was able to do it so well it surprised a lot of people both clients and management you know everybody were quite quite appreciative of it 
that sort of was a defining moment and i should i should add one more you usually have heard of this term called beginner's luck right so my first year was like a dream and it went on so well i i still when i when i still remember about that today as i sit and then talk to you i still get goosebumps because you know i i must say you know that was in 2012 2013 that was probably my best year of my career you know i have enjoyed it so much not a single dull day during my entire one year i used to travel commute a lot from uh, my house in south bangalore to whitefield you know which was which was horrid but i uh, was okay with it only because the work was wonderful and i enjoyed each day each moment as it can happen after a year or year and a half i started seeing that no it's not working in the sense that you know that's when the change did not work you know i thought you know everything i touch is going to turn into gold everything was working well clients were happy when i say clients i mean the client teams who i worked with were happy uh, the management was happy but you know it had to end i started realizing after some point of time that you know uh, in in a lot of places the change was not working as well people were avoiding us uh, when i say people i meant the teams there was a lot of resistance that i used to encounter i used to encounter resistance even in the first year but somehow i was able to do it so after uh, some point of time after uh, working with a couple of teams more i started realizing that you know it's not so easy you know the resistance was harder this time the teams didn't like me or like my way of working so things did not go well so there came a point you know maybe somewhere after 2 2 and a half years of working and then i saw that you know some of the things that i was doing was not making an impact and it was i was actually taking it all on me i was not making an impact it came to a point where i thought no, no this is not the profession for me a defining moment came when i went and spoke to one of my managers uh, you know you remember i had told about this manager who told that guru do you want to try this and then come back after you know we get the transition from onshore and then i never went back so this is the same manager i went to and then i said that you know what i don't want this profession anymore i think you know things are not working i'm getting frustrated day by day and i want to come back to you know typical mainstream management so i told him that you know let me i i want to come back do you have an opportunity and then he said yes if you want to come back i have an opportunity for you tomorrow take your time decide and then let me know i do have an opportunity so i was like that was sort of a moment which kind of it was a sleepless night for me because i thought i will go i'll vent my frustration with him he will probably console me and then say that don't worry these things happen you know get on with it and all that but he said that no 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 i have an opportunity come back that kind of stumped me because now i had this dilemma right i didn't i didn't want to leave because this is the profession that i loved the most and should i really leave it and should i really go back to the management was was all the thoughts that was happening that night and that night i decided that something that i loved so much and i enjoyed so much and have invested so much because that was also the time when i had when i say investment i don't just mean the money part you know which i i had uh, joined some courses to become an icf coach and all that but that was not just that but amount of passion that i had for this job told me that no you know you have created a niche for yourself and then in the past you have you have made it happen and have people have liked you and your uh, way of working and so I, i i thought you know that day i thought that no this is not something you have you have developed a niche 
which probably a lot of other people have not and and you have this opportunity to 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 grow further in this profession and then become better that day i i i kind of decided that no let me get over this frustration let me take a break let me talk to a few people if it is really about my skills let me see how do i develop my skills further uh, but i am not going to leave this profession that was the day when i went back to him and then i told him this that no i am going to stick to what i am doing thanks a lot for the opportunity so he also appreciated me for that and he was happy for me i was also happy for myself that you know i i took that call and then stayed on i would say that was like a really defining moment for my career because if i had gone back to the management i wouldn't be speaking to you now chitra that's a nice story with a very interesting pivot and all in the matter of one night thanks for sharing that guru i'm sure a lot of people yeah. who have gone through similar flips and flops uh, will be able to relate to it so as we come to the end of this conversation what would you like to leave as messages for people wanting to tread down the path of coaching or even look at technology as a career so i would uh, start with the coaching bit first because you know that's what is coming to me it's it's a tough profession it's definitely not so easy and by saying this i don't want to discourage people and i still believe that you know i have a long way to go you know that's another thing with being a coach you can always develop yourself you know the way you work with people change and it's not easy things to do i believe another very important part about the coaching profession is you will not see the outcome of this for a very long time or you may not see this at all in the sense that there is nothing tangible sometimes you know that may really come out of your engagements sometimes right but you have to trust yourself trust people trust the larger universe i must say i know it's a bit spiritual but at the same time i believe coaching as a profession is also quite spiritual for me at least it it, it was just it was not just professional but it was much more than that and it it still is i would say a lot of patience a lot of self development and and a real passion for the job if you don't have the passion for the job it's better not to do this this is not the place where you would see things happen very fast very tangible very successful i would say these are the three things that you should have keep working on yourself have patience and and trust people and the larger universe and then you know it's it's really going to work and there were a lot of moments when i was so happy to hear sometimes you know for example something that i had worked in 2018 you know some of those people they came back to me and then said that guru you know what agile is still working here and thanks to you because we had tried agile so many times before you came and we never had the sustaining effect we are all surprised to see that you know it's still working now and thanks to you you know i got this message in 2020 that was probably a wonderful moment for me as i said you know sometimes you don't see the outcome immediately and sometimes by the time you want to see the outcome you are not even there it was really great to hear that and it's also a validation that you know your good your good work goes nowhere it would have made some impact and it's just that you know you don't see it then and there itself you need to have that patience and then trust the system so coming to your second question 
whoever wants to be part of the technology industry i would say it's a very good industry to work with i think it has brought in a lot of changes whereas in one way you know it has also brought in a lot of stress i see a, i see a lot of people stressed out but at the same time and 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 being ultra competitive and stuff uh, stuff like that the positive side is also that this is a wonderful industry right you know you get to work with the best you got to learn a lot and we all know that technology is the in thing and then it's not going to go anywhere right you know digital transformation uh, is all about technology and people it's, it's an excellent industry to be part of if you have passion and skills you can definitely make a mark and have a very satisfying career is all i would say thank you guru it's been a wonderful conversation with you so thank you very much for giving us your time here today thanks chitra it was wonderful to reflect on my last 20 years and then uh, reflect on my ups and downs it thanks again for providing this platform we thank siddharth for the music and malavika for promoting the software people stories if you like this episode please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network if you'd like to share your story contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com this podcast was created on hubhopper studio if you wish to start your own podcast for free visit www.hubhopperstudio.com hubhopper is india's leading podcast creation platform start your podcast with hubhopper studio and you get your voice heard across platforms like spotify gana google podcasts wink music and more click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com